0: You know, it's two and a half years of basically expecting absolutely nothing to happen. And then all of a sudden it just explodes and you're like, what?
1: what's up everybody this is blake fletcher the half hour intern i am really excited and really honored to bring you today's guest who goes by the name of stefan or if you know him you would know him by the name datto does destiny he has a very famous youtube gaming channel called datto does destiny where he goes over information for the video game destiny so as someone who plays destiny and enjoys that game, I absolutely love Stefan's channel. He has the best way of going over information in such an intelligent way, and r- really handles the video game like a profession, which I appreciate. So, uh, in the interview, you will get to hear all about how it was that he got up to where he's at now, which is about a half million subscribers. Some of his videos have millions of views per video. I mean, it's it's just absolutely incredible. He talks about how his life has changed over the past couple of years since Destiny really took off. And um, and also, but not, not only for the good, you know, the, the negative of the crazy schedule that he has right now and how that's impacted his social life and everything like that. His life has just changed in a ton of ways. So if uh, if you don't know what destiny is, you don't know what video games are, there are definitely going to be some parts where we're probably nerding out a little hard for you that you might tune out a little bit. If you do know what those things are, you're going to absolutely love this episode. And either way, there's just so much good information here about such an interesting thing in society, like becoming a YouTube Celebrity. Without further ado, here is YouTube Gaming Celebrity. Stefan, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. I dude, I am like nerding out a little bit right now. I'm absolutely (laughs) thrilled to have you on. So I have to uh just give you some compliments here at the beginning, really quick, which will transition nicely into the interview, which is I'm a huge fan of, of Destiny and playing the game Destiny. And basically if i cannot find a video that you did about destiny then i i like don't even want to watch anything else so (laughs) when if i if ever i find that there's a piece of news about the game or something and i want to look up a video of somebody explaining that piece of news or whatever it is i always search to see if you have a video on it and if you don't have one i i almost don't even watch anything like every now and then i do and i'm sorely uh disappointed so i and so let me try to explain what makes your video so good and why i think you you garnered so many followers and and we can talk all about that which is you are just a normal human being like you you just talk like a normal dude so i don't know if um if you were a fan of rev3 games when they had their whole thing going with video game reviews on um on youtube but they gave these very intelligent conversations about games and they seemed to be the only video review site that was going to, having these really intelligent talks about games you know everyone right. else wanted to do the typical like and we give it a 5 out of 5 blah blah you know and right. uh and i think there there's so much of a demand for people speaking intelligently um about something like a video game and yet for some reason a lot of people the the content creators themselves Don't seem to want to meet that demand Um, or they or they think that that's not what people want. And maybe that's because of the explosion of a lot of other people that make video game uh, uh, videos that are way more kind of out there and crazy or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I just want to say like how much I appreciate your just straightforward and really intelligent approach to making
0: these videos. I'm very glad to hear that because I'm not like that kind of like wacky personality in real life. And I've tried to be a character on YouTube before and it's it's never worked and it never will work because I just I hate myself. So I'm very (laughs) glad that people can appreciate what I do and I don't have to act like somebody else. I can just be my normal boring self and just kind of talk about whatever I want to talk about without having to try and spice things up or anything like that. I can just talk and people like it. And that's very good and very reassuring for me. Knowing that I don't need to change who I am to make my content.
1: Yeah, that's got to be a nice confidence boost that when back when you did try to change yourself, people weren't really feeling it. And now that you're just yourself, people are. That's got to be a really nice shot of confidence.
0: It wasn't even that other people weren't feeling it. It's just I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, it just it just I didn't. Did not feel good at all. Did
1: you find it at all difficult then to kind of be yourself? Something that I thought was very interesting is I I interviewed this this wine blogger slash author on the show who has really, really, really made a name for herself in the wine community. And she Mm -hmm. just released this book. And whenever she's writing about wine, she has this really kind of cute voice in the way that she she writes her reviews and, and the things that she does and she was talking about how difficult it was after the book came out um sending all these emails to people all day to try to kind of try to market the book and let people know that it was going to be coming out and she's like you know you forget how mentally taxing it is to just try to be yourself on a public platform or you know like in an email or whatever it is do you find that it takes any sort of effort
0: just to be yourself in these videos Um, I mean, for the videos, no, just because I have control over them all the time. I script every single one of my videos so I know exactly what I want to say, when I want to say it, and I know the exact corresponding clip that's going to go with the thing that I'm going to say. So I have very, very good control over anything that I want to put in these videos. Um, I think where it kind of becomes a little more difficult is when I do live streaming, where it's, you know, I I usually... Whenever I'm playing video games, if I'm just playing with my friends and I'm not on a stream, I'm usually pretty quiet. Very quiet, dude. If I'm playing by myself, I'm listening to music, I'm listening to a podcast, and I'm just kind of hanging out. I don't really say anything. But when I'm on a stream, I have to find myself constantly thinking about something to talk about or referencing the chat and and just keeping the conversation going at all times for many, many hours. And for someone like me who doesn't normally do that, that's where it can kind of become difficult for me is just like keeping up the talking and talking and talking when I don't normally do that. And for over a decade, have not normally talked while I play video games. Yeah, so for sure. That's the thing that can be a little taxing for me.
1: Do you feel like that's getting easier for you or almost the opposite that you're starting to resent it more because you have to do it?
0: No, I'd say it's getting a little bit easier. Like, I don't think I'm a fantastic streamer at all. I think there are definitely way more streamers that are much better at it, which is good because they do it way more often. Um, But it's something that I'm still just kind of getting used to. And it helps when I have my friends around because with my friends around, it's much easier to drive those kind of conversations just talking about anything and everything. Um, whether they're talking about something, I'm talking about something when I'm by myself, it's significantly harder, which is why I usually don't stream too often when I'm by myself. I think it's some of the worst content I end up doing (laughs) is when I'm just by myself. Um, so having, having people around, tends to really really help the kind of anxiety of streaming because i know i can you know rely on one of my buddies to crack a joke when there's a silence somewhere and uh that kind of keeps the conversation going again
1: yeah for sure it's so nice to just have other people there for your confidence and anything really else. handy yeah um uh, so talk to us about your history you mentioned that you had had tried some other stuff on youtube before this
0: yeah, um so I, I originally started much like everyone in the universe as a Call of Duty YouTube channel. Um and that that had gone okay. Um it was pretty late in um the Call of Duty kind of YouTube life cycle like from 2008 to 2000 I guess 11 is when like that big boom of of gaming hit on YouTube and I was pretty pretty late to that party. So trying to enter a scene like that, the Call of Duty community, which is at the time one of the largest communities, if not the largest on YouTube in gaming, not exactly the best idea in the world because it's going to be really, really hard to get noticed. Um, So I I did that on and off for about a year and a half, and I just kind of stopped because I, at the time, was working in the television industry, which is, you know, I have to devote 12 to 14 hours of my day to work every day. Uh, so I'd find myself coming home and only being able to play to get clips for videos. So it just ended up being more stressful than fun. Yeah, definitely. So I just, I was like, you know, why why am I going to bother doing this if it's just going to stress me out? And is Um, that where you got this
1: skill set to even be
0: able to do this? Is your background on TV? Uh, partly I, I started actually video editing in high school I just saw a video production class and I was like that looks cool couple of my buddies signed up and ever since then I've just been infatuated with video editing I love editing love putting stuff together um, television industry time was more kind of working on the lower end of the spectrum so I was a PA uh, I was a coordinator uh, I was an associate producer. So I hadn't really gotten to work my way into editing just yet, even though that's where I was trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the Call of Duty thing, and you know, it—I it, wasn't feeling it anymore. I got to maybe about twenty-six hundred subscribers, which is you know a lot of people would kill for that amount of subscribers. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just kind of thing—a thing where I knew it probably wasn't going to take off, and it was just stressing me out. So I stopped. Um, then comes Destiny. And I have been a huge World of Warcraft fan. I played for si- probably six years, hardcore raiding. Love that game. I'd still be playing if I could, if, it, if I knew it wasn't going to ruin my life. I had to quit when I went <laughs> to California after college because I knew if I didn't, it would ruin my life. Yeah. So the itch to play that kind of game was always there. And then I see Destiny. And I'm like, all right, this looks like it could feed my World of Warcraft addiction maybe without the time commitment. So let's check it out. But I still also really liked editing videos. It was a good way to pass the time. And at the time, I had just been uh, – uh, I, I wasn't signed on to come back to another season of a show that I was working on, which kind of pissed me off. But that's another story for another day. And so I was looking to kind of kill time in between these sessions of work and not work. You know, I worked two weeks here, three weeks there. But in between, I just – I had nothing. So I needed to keep my brain yeah, – Everything was contract-based
1: so, right, yeah. And
0: we should know right now, so you live
1: in L.A., correct? That's what I saw? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so I still really liked video editing, and this game seemed like, you know, my kind of thing. I was always the guy who really liked numbers and and really liked the math and mechanics behind the game. And the other two guys that were covering Destiny at the time, which was, by the way, uh, over a year before its release, wow. um, they hadn't done really kind of any MMO stuff they were just kind of doing news coverage and so i thought with my expertise in the mmo scene which destiny i know it's not an mmo but it's it's close um that i could kind of make my way into the community as the guy who knows a lot of stuff about mmos and the numbers and the raids and and all that kind of stuff and so i started early went a full year and around the time of the alpha and the beta is when things really started to kick off So you're saying that some
1: of the style of videos that you do that are much more on the like technical math side of like maybe how much damage you're doing to somebody or whatever it is, that those types of videos were much more common in the like MMO scene, like for a game like World of Warcraft. But in, let's say, the Call of Duty sphere, no one was really making videos like that.
0: Right. It was it was a much smaller kind of subsect of that community focusing on those videos. One person that I did model my channel after was uh, or is this guy uh, named Drifter who does a ton of analysis on guns, uh, you know, gets all the the nerd math and the numbers and and all that kind of stuff. And I basically said I wanted to be the him of destiny because a lot of people respect him. He gives good information and I wanted to do that. So I kind of modeled myself after him in a way that I wanted to be that kind of very professional guy, you know, focus on the numbers, focus on the mechanics, and just kind of teach people things about the game that they might not know about or might help them succeed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why did you choose the name Dado Does Destiny? What's the deal with that?
0: Well, Dado Does Destiny is good because it's... Alliteration yes. and alliterations good branding. My name Dado came from uh, a video game called Final Fantasy X, and there was a mini game in Final Fantasy X called Blitzball, which is basically like underwater handball. And on your default team was a guy named Dado, and so at higher levels, when you leveled him up, he got really, really, really fast. So he could just swim by everybody and get a ton of goals. My friends just eventually started calling me Datto just based off of that. And for over a decade, it stuck.
1: (laughs) Wow, awesome. All right, man, good story. I love it. So
0: that's that's where my name comes from.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So talk to us about the growth and success of the channel. So how long after the action, I know you were making videos before the game even launched, but how long after game launch um, does your channel really blow up and kind of go over that whole process and the growth of everything?
0: I would say... It was even before the game came out. It was around alpha beta. So I guess that was June or July of 2014 was when I started to see like numbers like 100 subscribers a day. And to me at the time, like that was a ridiculous number to see with any sort of consistency, Um, especially after like a full year of just like eh, two people here, three people there, five people here. Um, So that was around the time when things started to increase But it wasn't until the month of the game coming out, which was September, that things just absolutely took off with a complete mind of their own. Um, And it was probably that transitionary period um, between waiting for the game to come out and the beta where things started to really kind of ramp up. And then in September, it just just explosion and same thing with October. Those those two months were just a huge explosion of growth uh, for the channel.
1: So what are we talking, like at, like 10,000 extra subscribers a month or something, or even more than that?
0: Uh, probably more than that. I think around the alpha, I was at 10,000 subscribers, and I think when the game actually launched... It's probably around 40 to 50,000 subscribers. Yeah, and right and now you're at like
1: a half million subscribers. A-
0: almost a half million, yeah. That's
1: so freaking bonkers, man. I yeah. can't even begin to wrap my mind around that. I'm and sure it's still hard for neither you to can wrap. I. It. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's crazy. It's really really crazy. Yeah, I mean because, there's there's revi-
1: yeah. there's like weapon reviews that you will do that get, you know, millions of views, which is just absurd to even think about.
0: Yeah, it's it's Hey, it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing to me because after, you know, doing Call of Duty stuff for a year and a half and then Destiny for a full year before actually really seeing anything huge, you know, it's two and a half years of basically expecting absolutely nothing to happen. And then all of a sudden it just explodes and you're like, what? What happened? What happened here? Yeah, this happened. Totally. So it's it's crazy.
1: So at what point do you say to yourself? okay, I think
0: I need to not go back to work and I think I need to do this. It was actually, uh, that decision was made for me. Um, so that show that I had worked on uh, the year before, which was uh, 2013, around August, September is when that job ended. And from then on, I work was very, very hard to come by because of, the broken relations between my company and myself. So it got to a point where in July or August, um, I knew that I was probably going to have to move back in with my parents in New York by September if I didn't come across any funds. So I had been working on and off on and off throughout the year. And that was just kind of enough to let me scrape by and, and use the rest of my savings. But, That decision was easily made for me in that first month where I made enough to pay my bills, pay off car loan, pay off this, pay off that, pay off rent, food, whatever. And from then on, I was just like, all right, I guess I'm not looking for any more jobs in television anymore. Yeah, for sure. Just at least for a little while. So there was definitely a period as well after those first couple of months where, you know, it was – Destiny wasn't really getting great reviews, a lot of six, a lot of sevens. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Maybe I should start looking for work again. But sure enough, the population continued to rise and people kept watching. And that was also kind of a surprising thing to me
1: yeah destiny is such a strange game like that i can't Mm -hmm. remember the last i mean actually i shouldn't say that call of duty's more or less always been that way for the past you know few years now where millions and millions of people play it even though all you can read is people talking trash on it but destiny had that from the get-go which is very it still does you know yeah um so it give us a little uh like peek behind the veil if you could of how many um you youtube video views do you need or subscribers did you have when you were able to start making income what did that income look like then and what does the income look like now that you
0: have crazy amounts of subscribers it's uh you know that's a pretty common question that i used to see on on a lot of like youtube forums is you know i want to start a channel i want to make money this and that and one thing i can say is that if you're trying to go into YouTube to make money right off the bat. One, that's not a good reason because it's not going to happen for 99.99% of the population. Yeah. And two, you're going to drive yourself insane doing something that you don't like because if you're just doing something for the money, you might as well just get a regular job because it's, <laughs> just, it's not going to be fun <laughs> yeah, absolutely. for you. Um, to really start earning any sort of, I'd say, somewhat livable income, like I'm a, a single 26 year old male living in a studio apartment with almost no debt. So my my income or my uh, income requirements are not exactly that high. I don't I don't need that much money to live. Yeah. Um, let's say you know you're approximately the same thing I am. You're probably going to need about one to two million views a month before you can start to consider saying, "All right, I could probably live on this." Uh, and and be okay and have like maybe a little bit of a savings maybe go to the movies without complaining about ticket prices um, <laughs> well, I mean, either way thinking we're thinking. definitely
1: going to complain about ticket prices right but, but like yeah, maybe not you'll as be able much. to afford it yeah 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 um yeah so i mean to your point it sounds like 99.99999 percent of people would never hit
0: numbers like that to be able right. to sustain it's, themselves it's it's it's, it's I don't want to say it's a problem with YouTube because I'm sure there's tons and tons and tons of people out there who make really good content and just can't get noticed. It's a lot of, you know, can you make good content, but can you also put it in a place where people are going to be able to see it or search for it? Yeah. And a lot of people either don't know how to do that or are in a market that's already very, very, very oversaturated. Something like Call of Duty, something like, I, I guess, maybe League of Legends. Um, now Destiny Uh, or even just general let's playing is just everyone and their mother has a, has a general let's play variety channel. Yeah. And so it's just, it's tough to get picked out in a, in a sea of people who are doing the exact same thing that you are doing. Stack on top of that people who are already successful at, doing what they're doing yeah and now
1: you made the leap now you're just in that group (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so we'll talk more about
1: (laughs) your advice on those sorts of things um, later but let's talk a little bit more about you first so how has your life changed
0: in the past like 14 16 months it's it's been fantastic um this channel and this kind of endeavor basically i i would like to think saved my life in general because Without the launch of this YouTube channel, I would have had to move back with my parents. I would have had to basically give up the dream of, of working as an editor, maybe on features or, or TV shows. And like that's, that's the only thing I know how to do. I edit videos. That's my only marketable skill where I could actually make money doing it. I have lots of knowledge in stuff that does not matter at all, <laughs> except video editing. Yeah. That's one thing I know how to do. So – Having to go back and move in with my parents again and st- basically start my life over, waste my college education, and just all this time out in Los Angeles would have been very disastrous per, uh, for me personally. Yeah, that would so, be
1: emotionally uh, devastating.
0: Yeah, so the the launch of this channel basically changed my life, saved my life, because it let me stay out in LA, even though I might not like it here that much. It let me pay off bills, student loans, this that everything i can put some money in the bank i can start investing in some you know even for retirement um i can start saving money for a condo or a house or something like that and it just has given me financial peace of mind of which i've never had that in my entire life yeah college i was always broke uh the first three years of me being out in los angeles i was pretty much broke and Being able to actually have some money in the bank and some money to, like, put away towards retirement already is a very, very nice feeling.
1: That's amazing, man. And you basically get to live the ideal lifestyle now, which is to your point, like, so... I grew up in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm not that huge of a fan of L.A. either. That being said, I, I think L.A. is coming up in a big way right now, which is great. But if, <laughs> if you don't like L.A. very much, you don't have to live there anymore. You know, it's not like, oh, right. well, I have to be near where they make TV. No, you're completely freed up now. You can move to the frickin' like mountains in Tibet if you wanted to and make your videos right. from there. Um, so long as they have a decent Internet connection. Yeah. So, that is, yeah. Uh, that is living I mean, the dream. It,
0: the only reason I, I choose to stay out in L.A. is one, just I'm a very paranoid person because, you know, YouTube is very volatile and there could be something that happens where just all of a sudden, oh, crap, I can't make a living off this anymore. I doubt something like that would drastically happen, but it's always poking me in the back of my head. Yeah. And plus, I uh, just joined the the Polaris YouTube network and they're out here in Los Angeles. So it helps to kind of like be very close by to them in case I want to do anything with them. And then they invite me to do something. It's cool. Um, So that's really the main reason why I'm still out in L.A. But trust me, the the temptation is there to move basically almost anywhere else in the United States. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what is this Polaris YouTube thing you're talking about? So Polaris is uh, part of Maker Studios, which is a multi-channel network on YouTube. And there's tons of these multi-channel networks. You know, Full Screen's another big one. Freedom's another big one. Curse. Um, So they're basically like the managers. They kind of help manage your channel. And if you run into any trouble, you can kind of refer to them. And they are the ones who will go and talk to YouTube. In return, you pay them, you know, it's a certain amount per month, uh, whether it's percentage based off your earnings, a flat amount. Uh, It kind of varies from contract to contract. But they basically just get you paid, get you cool stuff if you're eligible, and make sure your channel doesn't get into trouble.
1: Yeah. What are the variable ways for you to make income now so let's say somebody has a blog the person that has the blog is completely able to decide how many ads they're going to put on their blog i mean even if you had you know tons of people which I, i know on youtube you can decide to enable or not enable ads as well but you you're not really um controlling the content of those ads or how many there are um or anything like that so do you just get a check in the mail from youtube once a month or something and that's that you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes
0: I mean, there's there's a little bit behind the scenes stuff. Like in in your analytics tab, you can check, you know, estimated earnings, uh, how well certain ads are doing on what videos at what time. Um, Generally, as we approach the holiday season, advertising rates go up. And then as soon as December or uh, January hits, they immediately fall off the face of the earth. Um, So over the course of the year, that will kind of come back up and then fall back down again. So I can kind of see what ads are doing well and what are not doing well, but there's not really a reason to not put up certain ads on your channel because not every uh, view is monetized. Only about, I want to say like 40 to 45% of views are monetized, Mm -hmm. um, and not every video is going to have like a 30-second unskippable ad in front of it. Some have just like that little banner at the 10-second mark. Some have the skippable ones. Some have like a 5-second video before it, a 15-second video before it. And all of those vary in terms of income. Um, But, you know, once you get to a certain point, it doesn't really matter what kind of ads are being shown as long as ads are being shown in front of the video. That's pretty much exclusively how I earn a living. Like, I don't have a Patreon. I don't ask people to, to donate money to me so I can help survive or anything like that. Like, everything that you want to view on my channel whether it's twitch or youtube is completely 100 percent free and i'm I'm very proud of that fact
1: yeah um, that i don't
0: need to ask for anyone to support you know some people still do they still want to send a donation here and there and that's fine but i never ask people for for anything specifically yeah which i enjoy
1: (laughs) yeah definitely man it's so nice to uh to not have to I don't know, because no matter what, if you're asking questions like that, sometimes you feel like you're putting people in a bad spot. You know, it's like people don't like having to say no to people that they like. You know, it's like, let's say someone's watching your channel and they really like you and you're outwardly asking them for money. It's like now, now you just kind of made that person feel like a dick for not giving you money, you know? So you're never putting someone in that spot.
0: Yeah, it's kind of my stance on like crowdfund my lifestyle kind of thing. Like, I don't want to have to ask YouTuber or YouTube viewers to have to fund my life to make videos. Like, if it happens, cool, and I want to make it happen on my own, but I never want to ask someone to have to put up money to watch my stuff, especially since so many other channels. And basically since the beginning of YouTube, it's been incredibly, incredibly rare that – youtubers go out and ask for money for like a patreon or something like that it's nothing against patreon or anything like that it's just kind of my personal philosophy you viewers are so used to getting content for free that i don't want to change that yeah for at sure. all and i haven't had to
1: absolutely what about um sponsorships or anything like that like i how often are you being bombarded with emails from different companies that are that are hitting
0: you up it's it's Pretty often. I'd say at, at least a couple of times a week, but I haven't done a lot of sponsored content on my channel just because I, I'm i not like a variety gamer where I could kind of get away with like, hey, check out this mobile game. Like I pretty much exclusively play Destiny. My channel is solely based around Destiny, only that. And so anything that I would play that would be sponsored just kind of feels like, like – Viewers are smarter than people give them credit for, and it would just feel immediately like Datto sellout mode um that's so interesting so i wasn't talking about games i didn't
1: realize that games like gaming companies would want to sponsor you playing their game i'm more mad oh. like content like because you know a lot of times in videos you're sitting there in your house there's some stuff behind you or whatever i'm talking about like somebody even saying like hey would you mind putting a bottle of coca-cola on the counter behind you um <laughs> and it'll just be sitting there while you're talking
0: no i i, mean, I wish i could get stuff like that that kind of passive <laughs> subliminal <laughs> advertising i would totally see <laughs> that but no i haven't i haven't uh i haven't gotten anything like that um you know some some other stuff you know i'll get like controller mods or or you know i recently did a thing with loot crate but otherwise i don't, I don't really take on a lot of those sponsorships just because it would feel very readily apparent to my viewers that it was just an immediate cash grab and i don't want to come off as That kind of person. Yeah. Um, The only two things I've done uh, in terms of like long-term sponsored anything uh, has been Loot Crate, which I just kind of did for a short stint. And then recently was Astro. And the reason I took Astro is because I use Astros. I've used them for two years. I really like them. So I have no problem being sponsored by them and and partnered with them to promote their stuff when I already use their stuff. So – if someone wants to come sponsor me, I'm going to look for some, some things that I already use in my life. Yeah. It's not like, here, come try our thing and then let us know if you like it and then do a review on it. It's like, well, I'm not going to use this thing other than this video. I, this is not something I would normally use in my life Yeah, day to day. So I'm not going to sponsor it because it just feels fake.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Astros. Those are the headphones that you use, or what? What are those? Yes, okay.
0: yeah, uh, they're they're pretty expensive headphones, but they are very, very good.
1: Awesome. Um, so the other day I watched a video that you did just kind of going over an update on the channel and what, you know, what changes happened in your life and stuff like that. And you mentioned that you were going to be decreasing the number of videos that you were going to be putting out just because of how crazy your schedule is. If you could just go over the schedule with everyone on this interview right now, really quick, cause it sounded horrifying sure. to me.
0: Um, well, the, the, the content cycles, at least for the first year kind of worked like this for the first half There was so much stuff to talk about, so I was just stressing out that I had so much to cover and I had to work so much. The second half is where I've talked about everything, so now I'm freaking out about I don't have any more video ideas. Oh, God, what (laughs) do I do? So there's two different types of stress that I go through through each kind of content cycle. So for this first half – or I guess this first month um, that the new expansion has been out, it's just been a complete – Bonanza of working on videos and just trying to pump out as much stuff as I possibly can And there's there's two kinds of videos. There's the just kind of stuff that would normally go on my schedule and then there's the very time Conditioned content Um, So that would be stuff like oh Randomly a weapon was found in some uh, some mission that I gotta go find It's very time sensitive where I have to get that out immediately Otherwise, I'm going to miss my cue and that's going to be completely gone um, because those videos are only good for a very specific amount of time. To that exact Uh,
1: point, I mean, I imagine you have all different types of like uh, Google alerts set up and stuff like that to let you know if any sort of news comes out. Because I would hate to be I mean, you live in Los Angeles. You're just like chilling out in Malibu for the day, hanging on the beach. And you find out that that black spindle sniper rifle was found and you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be X amount of hours before I'm even home. Um, and then you're just completely stressed out about it.
0: Yeah, it's basically the the first month of an expansion, I'm on call 24-7 all the time. You have to be around for those moments. The the reason I was able to get a video up based on this weapon called the Touch of Malice um, was because I had stayed up pretty late that night and I saw a Reddit post about someone getting this weapon or, or getting the next steps of this weapon and I just said, well... Yes, I'm staying up all night. Did the whole mission? Did my write up? Got all my clips, and I worked basically all night to get that video up by morning. But if I had gone to sleep, I would have totally missed the window on that opportunity, and that would have—I just would have missed the news, and not many, as many people would have tuned in.
1: I was going to say, I imagine. I mean, th- those things might sound silly or trivial or whatever to somebody, but I imagine that that's the difference of hundreds of thousands of views, whether or not oh, yeah, you did that- it that night or not that video
0: ended up getting about a million views in a week, which is astronomical for me. That's, that's crazy talk for me. So, you know, it, it does really sound silly, but for most of the days in the past month, I've been up till about two, three in the morning, just waiting for that reset to roll around, uh, just to see if like okay let's see if there's any secrets in this mission this time. Yeah. And just you have to be there to cover it cuz if you're not there someone else is going to be there to cover it. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of been madness and with this new expansion they've introduced even more secrets way more than the first year so it's just always been like okay do my research uh is anything happening what's going on and then if something <laughs> does happen I'm up all night editing that video um so probably I'd say a good majority of that first month, I was working on videos, writing videos, editing videos, or thinking about videos for probably about 14 to 16 hours a day. I would sleep for about five hours. I would do whatever I need to do for a couple hours a day, eat, whatever, and then it was sleep for five, work the rest of it, eat, and kind of take a break for an hour. Yeah, and, and that was about it.
1: When you say sleep for five, the part that really struck me is that was basically happening during like the morning afternoon time.
0: Right. Like that. It's not oh, yeah. like you're sleeping at night ever. No, I it's like I'd say from like maybe nine in the morning to one in the afternoon. I got to sleep. That's so insane. And then I just rolled out of bed, took a shower and I plopped down at my computer and I'm like, all right, what's the next thing that people found? I'm sure someone found something. So just it just frantic searching for what's the next big thing.
1: Yeah, when I heard about how little you were sleeping, I I, it just gave me that much more respect for you and your ability to come across intelligently in your videos. I I always worry so much if I get a bad night's sleep of like, oh, is that interview going to go terribly today because I didn't get a good night's sleep? You know, like Mm -hmm. I'd be so hesitant to put myself in front of the camera and to try to say something intelligently if I was getting you know four hours of sleep per night for the last three months.
0: Well, that's that's kind of the perk of scripting your videos. Is you know I can script out everything. I can put everything exactly how I want to say it. And then if I really need to, I just turn on the YouTube voice. The you know which is kind of just the voice I go into whenever I start talking about a video or doing narration for a video. And I can just kind of turn that on and off as I want. Um, so it never really sounds like I'm super tired unless I'm sick or something like that um or unless I roll out of bed and the first thing I do is record a video but I try not to do that yeah um so having a script and and kind of being able to turn on that voice at will is very handy it it kind of always makes it seem like I'm sort of professional I guess
1: <laughs> maybe yeah,
0: no it sounds great man well obviously I mean you have
1: a freaking half million you know followers so obviously yeah. it's working for you do you have a girlfriend no So uh, how then how has this schedule of yours impacted your relationship with friends, with your family? I like when do you even get to talk to people if it's not someone that you're playing the video game with?
0: Not very often. Um, That that is definitely one of the negatives of doing the kind of content that I do at such a rate that I do it is that my social life is basically non-existent besides you know the people I'm on team speak with every day and you know I get to, I talk with them every day talk with other people other humans every day it's very rare that I get to hang out with other people every day or every week or every month the first year of destiny I very 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 got to hang out very rarely got to hang out with my friends and most of the time that was on sundays for football um, it just so happened that it was a even worse mix because of my work in the television industry. It's a little bit more difficult to make friends in television because you work on a job for two or three months and then you move on to the next job. So yeah. you don't get to hang out with the same people for months and months and months and months and months unless you're job hopping together. Yeah. So over that kind of a year – Most of the people that I actually did know from the television industry either have just left the industry completely or are too busy themselves to go do anything. They all work 12 to 14 hours a day. The last thing they want to do is go hang out somewhere. They just want to come home and crash and and crack open a beer and watch some TV for 20 minutes. Yeah, they're just about to
1: turn on some destiny and finally uh,
0: unwind for the day. Exactly. So it's that that has definitely been one of the negatives of doing youtube in general is just my social life is completely completely destroyed my m- most of my being is just sitting in my studio apartment working and just getting things done because i know that you know there are definitely a lot of fans who care about my well-being but there's also the overwhelming majority don't really care about that. They don't care how much sleep I got. They don't care what the problem was, if my hard drive got messed up, if the data got corrupted. They're expecting a video 9 a.m. that morning.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they don't care
0: otherwise. So it's it's just kind of this balance of you know making sure I'm healthy but making sure that I have content up in the morning. Yeah, man. That's a really good professional
1: attitude that you have about it. And somebody who's not like looking a gift horse in the mouth, you know, like it's uh, fame is a fickle thing, you know, whether it be YouTube or otherwise. So um, do you still enjoy playing video games as much as you used to or has it kind of sucked a little bit of the life out of that for you?
0: no I, I still absolutely love playing games um, I still love playing destiny as well which is fantastic because I was very much worried about a call of duty situation happening to me where I just I quit that game cold turkey just because it the, the YouTube experience c- completely killed it for me I just I was sick of it but destiny I'm still on almost every day you know whether it's just doing something simple like uh, doing some daily whatever or I'm going to do some PvP multiplayer anything like that, I still love playing the game, and so that's a very, very good thing, because if I didn't like playing the game, I'm sure I'd be much more miserable. Definitely. Uh, But other games in general, I still totally like playing those as well, because it's rare that i get to play other games so when i come across a game you know uh one recently that i played was keep talking and nobody explodes oh
1: my god you introduced me to that game thank you so so
0: so fun
1: (laughs) i haven't gotten to play it yet because i don't freaking have a p like why if you can only make it for two things why would it be for oculus and windows like (laughs) <laughs> that is the smallest window of people that have have either one of those two things. Like most people have Macs, well, you, you most don't people have need a an Oculus.
0: You don't need an Oculus to play it. it just it's just kind of cool to have one. But okay, you don't so one. it's PlayStation then, or uh, no, it's still PC only. But okay. you don't need an Oculus to play it. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. That well, was yeah. one of my worries. I'm unfortunately um, on a Mac, and that's that.
0: Yeah, but no, I, I still love playing games in general. Um, you know, I, I don't really have to focus on like making content for other games, so. Those other games that I get to play, I just, just get to go enjoy them for what they are, and yeah. so I I still love gaming, still love playing other games, still love playing Destiny, which is very very good for me. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, what is your
1: relationship with Bungie like? I so one of the things I was just telling um once I scheduled this interview with you, I, I was telling my my wife about it, and I was mentioning that uh. It like, kind of, kind of your explosion and popularity and everything. And I was mentioning that when this most recent big, uh, expansion was coming out for Destiny that it's like Destiny had clearly, you know, given you content of the game first to play because, the, and I was just saying how how crazy that has to be to be you because back in the day, um, it would, you know, before YouTube and whatever else, it's like, you know, they're gonna give content early to like IGN or to Game Informer or to, you know, to actual press, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like now you are looked at as a member of the press because yeah. you have this uh, YouTube channel that has freaking half million subscribers. That's just as... As if not more valid of a channel for them as, as Game Informer or something like that. So um, how how has that relationship blossomed? Like when did
0: they at what point did they reach out to you? And what is that relationship like? The my my relationship with Bungie is is excellent. I get to talk to a lot of cool people, and you know, I've got to visit the studio a couple of times as well, go on like a little tour. I could sit behind someone, I could have no clue what they're doing. I could sit behind someone working on like a model of an Ngram which is just basically like a, a, almost a sphere, and I could just sit there all day and, and just be fascinated. <laughs> so that that's always been cool to me. But the very first time Bungie kind of interacted with me was back in January of 2014, where I had kind of like a community highlight on their website. Mm. And so they just kind of did a little small interview with me, said, you know, hey, what are you about? Why are you doing things like this? How are you different? Da-da-da-da. And so that gave me a nice little boost um, to to my name in the community. But the first big thing was when I was invited to a Capture event at E3 of 2014. And that was particularly huge. One, because I was just a rinky-dink channel at the time. I was nine ten thousand 10,000 subscribers at the time. And the community manager, uh, Deej, got me on that list. And Activision was probably just like... What are you? What are you talking about? What are you crazy? This guy only has ten (laughs) thousand subscribers. Let's get someone in here with three three hundred thousand. And he's like, nope. Get this kid in here. Get him in. And so I actually owe a lot of my success to him believing in me and getting me to that capture event to kind of jumpstart my my channel. Because if I didn't get in there, I don't know if I would have blown up as much as I did and kind of you know, steamrolled the way that I did. Yeah, then so you that don't was, have the hot, the hot new content, like you were saying, which is so valuable. It's it's incredibly, incredibly valuable. So um, if I wasn't able to get in there and start doing my research and, and all that kind of stuff, that, that would have been very, very detrimental. Um, but ever since then, you know, it's been every once in a while, I, I fly up there maybe mm, probably once or twice a year. Uh, that I get to fly up there and we do a little capture event. I get to hang out with everybody else in the YouTube scene. They're all nice and they're all awesome. And, you know, I get to talk with people who work on the game a lot. You know, uh, Luke Smith, I get to talk with him a bunch. And he's he was the creative director of, of the latest expansion. and And so being able to talk with people like that as often as I get to is a really, really cool experience and not something that I think a lot of other people get to do.
1: Yeah that's awesome man that's just awesome um when you're making videos do you keep everything and publish everything that you're making or do you have a decent amount of thrown away content that you like start going in a direction like what am i
0: even doing here and just toss it uh yeah i'd say I probably have about like 15 25 scripts that i just kind of left on the cutting room floor that just like yeah it 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 kind of just either didn't generate or I wrote the whole thing and I, and I just look at it and I'm like, I talked about nothing this whole video. And <laughs> so they, they just stay on the cutting room floor or maybe I just don't get to stuff. Um, like I had, uh, some videos that I wanted to do just like the, the classes of destiny year one review. I only got to put one out. Um, and so like those other two are still completely written and I have a bunch of clips for them. I just haven't gotten around to doing them and I don't know if I will anymore just cause it's, who, no one cares about it anymore. It's it's stuff about the past um, and we've already gotten to play the future. So there's, there's definitely a bunch of stuff that just ends up doesn't working out, doesn't work out at all, where uh, I don't think the video is up to my standards. So I'll just... It'll just stay in a folder somewhere of deleted videos and ideas. And every once in a while, I'll come back and kind of check on them. I'm like, can we make anything out of that? No. But the, no. <laughs> Still not good. Still no. not but good. But I just keep them around just in case. It's only happened one time where I was able to kind of salvage a script uh, just out of complete junk. Um, but there's definitely plenty of videos that just never come to fruition either because I don't have the time. Uh, I don't have the, the good state of mind to like actually write them and and kind of put them up to my standard of quality or any kind of reason like that
1: yeah yeah why, uh, why don't you, if we could close out the interview with this, if you could sure. give us a piece of advice for anybody that wants to try to start their own YouTube channel. You already gave us the really good advice of just don't try to start one if the whole reason is for you to make money. But if somebody is trying to get noticed in any way and they're really passionate about something, like they're really passionate about like a freaking tree frog and they just want to make all <laughs> these videos about tree frogs, well, like what kind of advice could you give someone like that
0: besides maybe change your passion? <laughs> well i mean you know there, there's always going to be a niche for everything Tr- maybe tree frogs might not be as uh, as noticed on youtube because i'm sure that's a very 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 niche market <laughs> um one piece of advice that i actually listened to recently was by this guy named adam kovic who is part of a channel called funhouse and they do gaming content and his piece of advice which i'm, I'm just going to echo because i think it's a great piece of advice is don't add to the noise so you have people like me in the community. You have other people in the Destiny community who, who were already these kind of big channels. So we get to cover these kind of grander topics and, and have those videos be watched. And I had this problem when I initially started in the Call of Duty scene is where I was just adding to the noise. I was all, all I was doing was just giving out commentaries. I was just doing stuff that everyone else was already doing. And if you're doing stuff that's, that people are already doing – people are already doing that. We don't need more of that kind of stuff. We don't need more people covering like basic news. I get to do that because I have already established myself I'm a big entity. Whereas if you're just starting out, covering basic news is not really gonna be a way to grow your channel. So as things get later and later into a game's life, you need to come up with more unique content or more niche content to kind of grow that initial audience and then as you grow and grow and grow, you can start to cover a wider selection of topics. Um, so for something like Destiny, you you know, we're a year into the cycle and Destiny has proven itself that it's going to have a lot of life on YouTube now. So you need to start coming up with very, very unique content, whether it be informative or educational or funny or, you know, any anything along those lines, as long as you're not just adding to the noise that already exists. Because if you're just adding to the noise, no one's going to hear you.
1: Absolutely. And probably not a good way to brand yourself as well. Like is that, if if you were to somehow get a little micro amounts of growth, probably not the direction that you really want to grow in, you know?
0: Right. And I, and I have no right to say like, you know, you need to do this on YouTube. Because if, if this is just a passion project or, or passion hobby for people and they just want to do their own thing and they don't care about results then i have i have no right to say what you should and should not be doing if it's your passion or your hobby and you just want to do it for fun go do whatever you want to do i have no right to tell you what to do but if you are looking to make something out of it you got to go in with a plan you got to not add to the noise you have to come up with unique content you know every how do I get started on YouTube video always leaves out one major thing and that's content. What do I make? No one's going to tell you what to make because if people would tell you what to make, they would go make it themselves. (laughs) That's right. They're not going to tell you what content to make. So being able to come up with original content is a challenge that everyone has to go through and everyone has to kind of come up with their own ideas. And the better your ideas, the better of a chance you have of growing your channel.
1: Absolutely. Dude, just great advice. That is absolutely great advice. Thanks. Uh, Stefan, Dado, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much for having me. This is fun.
1: Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that if you have any ideas for the show, be that a person that you would like me to interview or just a topic that you would like me to cover on the show and you want me to track someone down, or if you have a question for an episode like today's or any other episode that you were kind of biting your tongue and wishing that I had asked, you can submit all that through my website. the the submit your ideas link and I will either track down an old guest to ask those questions for you or find that new guest that you want to hear from. Thanks so much.